All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakening the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And my good friend Omaji Andario is back with us today. And we're going to be talking about how to transcend struggle and welcome true freedom with Omaji and the Council of Light. And so, you know, the, this call is going to be all about that, as well as, you know, whatever else comes up during the show. We're also going to be taking live caller questions and Omaji always does some wonderful energetic processes as well. So, you know, it's always a high vibe, um, you know, enlightened call show. So I'm looking forward to it, like always. And for those of you who don't know Omaji, I'll just tell you a little bit about her. She serves as a catalyst for expansion, pioneering the birth of new ways of being into this realm. She lovingly serves to remind you what you really are beyond the limitations that you're currently perceiving so that you can remember and embody your oneness with it, with source, your infinite sovereign self and your capacity to choose from infinite possibility. And so in collaboration with the Council of Light, your higher self and guides, Omaji holds a safe and sacred space for lifetimes of distortions to lift and transform, including old programs and patterns that are no longer serving you. So, you know, that's always a huge topic here, right? And reinterpreting misperceptions of self and others, gently releasing emotional and energetic trauma and restoring truth on a conscious and unconscious level. She facilitates transmissions of light, activations and vibrational alignments to harmonize, uplift and restore you to your natural state. So I'm excited that Omaji is back with us to work with us, to share with us and to, you know, <laughs> help us to release these emotional and energetic trauma, these, this, these, you know, and reinterpret these misperceptions of ourselves and others and just, you know, to release these lifetimes of distortions because that's what they are you know lifting these li these lifetimes of distortions is going to help us to really see and be who we truly are so Amaji, welcome back to the show thank you i'm so honored to be here and the council of light is fully present and very excited to support you as well whenever we share in this way know that the energetic environment is already happening mm -hmm. so you can to the degree that you choose begin to relax and receive Exactly. So just everybody just take a deep breath, a few deep breaths, be present here and now, you know, uh, you know, if you're if you're multitasking and doing other things, I get it. But you know, just tell yourself to receive the, as much as you can right now. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes we do listen or watch these shows as we're multitasking, but sometimes, you know, it really helps to be present, right? Yes. And it happens in spite of our conscious minds if we choose for it to. So mm -hmm. we're always in free will choice. And what we're invited into is the perspective of ourselves as multidimensional beings, yes, but also recognize that there are things we can be doing to distract ourselves from receiving. So it's really about discernment. Am I accessing all that I am and, and putting another aspect of me in charge of receiving right now? while I sleep and listen to this, while I do some dishes and listen to this, or tend to my pet and listen to this, or am I unconsciously functioning and thinking this thing over here is more important? And that's actually symbolic of unconscious resistance that's coming up to dissipate so that we can receive what's here to receive. Awesome. And so, you know, we're, we're always talking about releasing you know, old uh, paradigms and beliefs and programs. 
but it's also about embodying more of who we really are as well, right? It's not just about clearing, but it's also embodying who we are. Yes, and those two things are not mutually exclusive. They're very much symbiotic, part of the dance, if you will, that as we recognize and acknowledge an old program or pattern or energy that isn't serving us and release it, who we are steps forward, who we are in truth in the absence of that distortion emerges. And so it's very much the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're like not that. mutually exclusive. The guides yeah. are saying yeah. the Council of Light is saying they're very much the same process. And they're showing me the idea of David, right, being carved from the stone. David was always there. Absolutely. Yeah, got it. And, and, and that's such a wonderful analogy, right? Everything that we are, the brilliance that we are, is already here, right? Absolutely. So, and nothing can change that. So everybody connect to that truth. It's like, oh my gosh, who I really am in truth is, and it can never change. And I already have it on some level. And I'm so grateful that it cannot leave me and it cannot be taken away ever. And this is this speaks to sovereignty, which is a bit of the, the underlying topic in much of what we share. And, uh, you know, uh, the, let's talk a little bit about sovereignty. What does sovereignty mean exactly to you and to the Council of Light? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're glad you asked that question. And we'd like to bring in, to, in for everyone an energetic download. And you can just put your higher self in charge of receiving this. If you choose, you can say, yes, I'm willing to receive this energetic download with the creator's definition of sovereignty. And then we'll speak to it in words. But as this is occurring, and as you give your permission, what we would say is that when we do this in this way, for those of you who are new to our work, we bring it energetically first, literally as you would download something to a computer, your energetic system, your matrix, your energetic fields are a supercomputer of sorts. And you can bring in this information anytime, working with your higher self, your guides and advisors to remember literally what these true definitions are of prosperity, of sovereignty, of love, of empowerment, of freedom. And then it unpacks itself very organically, very naturally in your vibrational fields. And then the conscious mind catches up with that information. It's all light codes, it's all energetic information. And so as you begin to work with yourself and your energetic fields in this way, it's a much more empowering stance where you're not in a victim kind of um, identification of thinking that the knowledge is out here mm -hmm. or it's it's some somebody outside of you is going to come in and bestow upon you the perfect book or the perfect um, teaching or the perfect remembering. Truly, you have access to all of it within your light, within your being, within what you are. And as you begin to function that way internally, accessing it internally, then it can reflect in your experience in ways that support you, such as this session or other interactions with specific books. But the beauty of doing it proactively, energetically first, receiving the downloads first, asking for the information within the clarity within your beam of light, your infinite intelligence of you first, is that then you allow it to reflect in a way that is compatible with where you are. And a lot of times when we're in confusion, 
of which book to read or which teacher or which uh, teaching to follow, we, it's a way of giving away our sovereignty and our power because we make the other one responsible for being the source of that teaching, of that wisdom, when in fact it lives within you. And when you activate it within you by simply asking your higher self to do that for you, then it can reflect in a way that's compatible for exactly where you are in your path in a way that functions for you. And that's when you have those moments of something really resonating, something really lighting you up, your whole, maybe you get full body goosebumps or you have a deep knowing or clarity drops in, or even this stillness for some of you can come in. It's like, ooh, pay attention. This is, this is for you right now in where you are. And that's an indicator that that inner wisdom within you is reflecting in the form of this particular teaching, and it resonates with what step you're on. So when we speak to sovereignty specifically, it's really about you holding all responsibility for your freedom, your evolution, your empowerment, and recognizing that your free will is kind of the mechanism in which you function to wake yourself up, to empower yourself, to call forth all of your resources for yourself and anything you want to create for yourself. But it's about you holding that responsibility for doing it for you at the level of your higher self. So we're not making anything out here the source and we're not giving away our power, our sovereignty, functioning from separation, thinking it's out here and something else is responsible for saving me or helping me or supporting me. So sovereignty is really <clears throat> the blueprint of oneness. And it's a very complex and layered topic that we're going to kind of dig in to throughout today. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. And so, but, but sometimes we still do need that nudge and support from, from other teachers to learn. But a lot of times we get that, that first nudge from within ourselves when we're asking for something. It's like, okay, I really wish I knew how to do this, or I wonder where I can find more information about this, you know, to support what we're already starting to question for ourselves, right? Absolutely. And it, it's the idea of recognizing that even though exactly what we needed to hear shows up out here, out here isn't the source of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a really challenging topic for our linear minds to get, to really wrap themselves around. But this person, you know, is my mentor and they teach me, yes, and that's amazing. But you have that source within you that's calling that in for you. And that's why you you have that resonance with them as well. Yes, and that's it's by viewing it. It seems like a subtle shift in perception, but it's really everything, because by not giving them the responsibility to be the source for you, you hold that responsibility. And then if you outgrow that level of teaching, you're able to go to the next level. You're not pledging all of your loyalty to that source, quote unquote. And you allow yourself to elevate and expand very organically, very naturally, recognizing that, yes, this served me for a time, and now I'm ready for the next level. And, you know, I have to say, it is okay for you to outgrow your mentors, teachers, etc. It is okay. And actually, real teachers, they want you to, you know? Yes. 
<laughs> real, true, authentic teacher, they want you to. So, you know, please know that you're not, you don't have to stay with a, a teacher forever. You know, I have teachers that I, you know, helped me long ago, but I know I've outgrown them, but I still hold, hold them in the highest respect and honor and love because they, they helped to bring me to where I am now, right? Absolutely. And it's all about maintaining our sense of empowerment. Empowerment is a very um, refined aspect of sovereignty because when we speak of sovereignty in terms of freedom, mm -hmm. it's really about us holding our power within ourselves to choose for ourselves, to discern for ourselves, to um, navigate in, in a way that honors us for ourselves. And so we're gonna bring in those energetic downloads now in, and model it really to you. So if you can imagine which is happening, there are beautiful beings of light encircling you modeling this energetic stance. And this is what the masters do. The ascended masters hold this energetic stance of sovereignty. And why do they hold it? They hold it not only because they've mastered it and they're functioning from oneness. They're not gonna tell you what to do, right? They're, they're modeling to you how to hold your power, how to hold your integrity with source, how to hold the, the energetic fabric of oneness and the alignment with I'm one with an infinite source, the knowing of that. And so there's a lot of different layers to it, but the ascended masters hold sovereignty, not only for themselves to be it, but it serves as an example to us of where we're going. This mm -hmm. is our next level to hold and maintain and sustain this energetic stance of sovereignty so that we have access to all our power, all of our resources, from a oneness-based perspective, this has no ego in it. There's no power over, power under. I want to climb to the top of the mountain and be the king. That's not the type of power we're speaking to. It's about you stepping into who you are as an extension of an infinite source. Yeah. And that's what we are. We are an extension of that infinite source, of all that is. And can you imagine, just for a moment, if you knew that's who you were, what would that feel like? Allow yourself to kind of, as you're willing, release all of the conclusions of limitation that you've kind of agreed to. Well, I can't have this because, or I can't do this because, or I'm not allowed to da 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 because. Just for a moment, imagine you had the, the ability to shelve all of those I cannot, those limitations. And what would that feel like to be able to choose from infinite? And we're going to help by bringing in some energetic downloads. Whatever's not allowing you to just feel into this energetically, are you willing to release and uncreate that? Yes. Deep breath in. And you can think of it a bit like if I was learning a new dance, I could try the steps out. And if I didn't like it, I didn't have to keep doing it. So when we work in this way, it's inviting you into this dance, this energetic dance that you can begin to do just by simply inviting your higher self to activate it for you and choosing to wonder into it. I wonder what it would feel like if I knew I had infinite choice. Deep breath in. 
good. I can feel the expansion happening and you're doing it for you. We're just witnessing, watching, supporting. And are you willing to let go, to hand over to your higher self, any limitations that you've agreed to, any templates of limitation, ways of being that have you functioning as less than that? Yes. So we're going to invite those energetic pieces to begin to transform. We're going to invite your body, Davis, to do the same, to work with the higher selves, the energetic fields, the guides, the advisors, to begin to lift up and out any agreements to limitation that are no longer serving you, any agreements to being less than what you are. And as you're willing, you can continue to feel into I wonder what it would feel like if I knew I was one with an infinite source, access to infinite. I had infinite choice. I wonder what that would feel like. And what would it take for you to actually welcome the freedom that you have access to and that only you can access for you? Whatever doesn't allow that, are you willing to release and uncreate it? Deep breath in. Can we show you how to hold the responsibility for your freedom and your sovereignty at the level of your higher self? Anywhere you've given away responsibility for you being free, for you being sovereign, will you release and uncreate that and retrieve all that responsibility back to you? And yes, if you're yawning, that is a wonderful indicator that your system is resetting itself into the new paradigms, the oneness-based systems. So allow that. We welcome the yawning. We welcome the burping. Whatever the body needs to do to move into a higher vibration, create the space for that. It represents an expansion into greater freedom. Because as Many of you know and have cultivated the remembering of for yourselves. Your vibration is your point of what we'll call attraction. We would probably more accurately say what you're going to reflect into your experience. But your vibration calls to you certain experiences. And when you choose in this way, you can re-listen to this recording as many times as you want to choose the next level of freedom. When you choose in this way to consciously manage your energetic fields and to choose to expand into greater freedom, into more of who you really are in truth as a vibration, then that reflection gets to mirror back to you your conscious choice to be and vibrate in an expanded, free, sovereign state. In other words, life gets to show up as more honoring for you. And life is actually meant to honor you. It was designed to honor you. So are you willing to let go of any of the ways in which you've decided life is not honoring you? Are you willing to release all of those conclusions now and all the meaning you've given that? And can we show you what's really going on energetically? 
and anywhere you're running a program of ancestors, humanity, someone else that is basically an agreement to life not honoring you for whatever reason. Maybe you've decided you didn't deserve it, you weren't enough, you had to struggle in order to get freedom. Any agreements that are distorted regarding the way to freedom, because the way to freedom is simply going within your beam and activating more freedom. Are you willing to release and uncreate all of those attachments, agreements, templates, grids that aren't yours and that aren't aligned with the truth of who you are and oneness? And deep breath in. So we're just going to invite your higher selves, body Davis, higher selves, and teams to work with your energetic fields to begin to lift up and out. Return to center with love and consciousness, all of that that isn't yours. We're going to bring in some energetic downloads to show you why you can't shift something for someone else. Because a lot of times as light workers, we try to. And when we try to shift somebody else's stuff, consciously or unconsciously, which 90% of it's unconscious, it just gets stuck in our energetic fields. And then it reflects as though it were ours. And so many of you who have been in a quote unquote struggle with trying to shift certain aspects of your life and wondering why it won't shift for you, we would venture to inform you that it probably is not your issue. And how does that happen as we allow this energetic work to continue in the higher realms, moving you back into greater sovereignty, greater freedom within yourselves releasing what isn't yours, releasing all responsibility for what isn't yours, returning that back to them at the level of their higher selves. We're going to speak to a little bit about, in, in this, this first question you asked is perfect, Alara, because it's like, well, what do you mean by sovereignty? And this is a continuation of that same question. What we tend to do in the physical realm, what has been the platform for learning is 3D duality codependence, codependent structures, codependent systems, where we look for something outside of us to be the source, whether it's the source of love, the source of approval, the source of our support or our safety. And when we do that, we give energetically unconsciously responsibility to that person or that circumstance to be the source for us. When we do that, we disempower ourselves and we actually take our energetic tentacles of where we're sourcing that particular resource, say we'll use support as an example. It's literally like if we had straws where we were able to drink in support. And if that straw is directed towards our beam of light, where it actually lives, infinite supply of support within our beam, we are a beam of light emanating from source, it's all within us. Then we drink it in, we drink in abundantly infinite support. But if we point the straw out here somewhere, we literally take an energetic tentacle and we make this out here the source. We put an energetic tentacle out here and we try to source it there. It's like we can't get any. <laughs> it's like there's nothing there for us. And if we do get something through the straw, it's not calibrated for us. It's calibrated for someone else or something else or it's distorted. So it doesn't really function to support us. 
So when we try to access our resources out here, which is how the third dimensional codependent system, separation-based matrix and consciousness is set up, you could call it ego. It's out here, I'm gonna get it out here. There's never enough because that isn't where it lives. So when we began to do that and agree to those systems, we began experiencing lack, we began experiencing struggle. So the solution is to begin to be consciously aware and to notice where we've done that and to choose again around it. Okay, I've made money the source of supporting me or safety or peace or abundance. Whoa, money isn't the source of that. It lives within me. That infinite flow of abundance and support and safety is within me. So higher self, will you bring all my reference points back to me, to my beam of light? for where I'm accessing that resource. Retrieve the responsibility off of money to be that for me. Bring it back to me. Let's hold it at the level of, of us, right? The level of our higher self, body David too. So 98% of humanity is running the codependent systems. So when we begin to notice this for ourselves, recognize that you are a forerunner in consciousness. And you wouldn't be here listening to this if you weren't at least a little bit ready to be that, the first penguin in the water, to begin to rewire your own consciousness into sovereignty, into oneness, into truth, so that you're sourcing that infinite supply that is your birthright within your beam of light. Then you always have, you always have abundantly every resource you ever desire whether it's love, whether it's freedom, whether it's abundance, whether it's joy. So we'd like for you to begin to notice where you've given away the responsibility for a need being met to something outside of you. And to begin retrieving, ask your higher self, to begin retrieving all responsibility back to you at the level of your higher self, where you can hold it. Invite your body, David, to do the same for itself. So that you're holding the responsibility for meeting your own needs within your infinite supply. Think of it as an infinite storehouse that source gave you at the point of your inception. And how do we access it? Well, we access it within our beam, not out here, not in the reflection, not in the external. And so it takes a bit of training to retrain our perception out of that way of seeing, way of behaving. Because if we knew we had an infinite supply within ourself, we would access it at its source and we would have it. And it's really that simple. Rewiring consciousness to perceive that way, however, is a bit of a process where every single day we choose to remember our true kind of energetic stance of where source lives and deliberately choose to direct our energy inward 
and we call this going vertical. Because <laughs> when you go vertical, you have access to all your resources and they begin reflecting like magic everywhere, every day. Things just work out. That's the synchronicity in the flow. You have an infinite supply of all resources, including wisdom within you. So as you invite your higher self to bring all your energy and awareness into your column of light, your beam of light that emanates from source, and retrieve all responsibility and reference points for your resources back to you, back to your beam. Then the other piece is where we have energetic tentacles out here on another soul or an entity or an organization wanting them to be different. Because that takes us out of sovereignty. Sovereignty, as we mentioned, is about free will. It's about letting every being be pulsed by its own light, its own knowing. And even if it looks like a soul is way off path, having a very struggle-based, like distorted experience, they are still learning. And they're in a lesson that we can't possibly micromanage or know about. And when we attempt to want them to be different, that's equivalent to taking responsibility for them energetically. This is important because when we take responsibility for another energetically, we, our coherence of oneness drops to zero. And now we're in separation consciousness and agreeing to lack because we're saying, and we're saying in effect, you don't have what you need. You're not where you're supposed to be here. Let me be that for you. Let me be the source for you. Let me be in charge of you energetically. So it goes both ways, the sovereignty. We're in our free will. We have infinite choice for ourselves and we allow every single aspect of life to choose for itself without attachment. I'm not attached to your journey. I'm not attached to your lessons. I'm gonna hold all my focus and awareness on me to shift me for my own lessons. And that's not selfish, that's the divine design. Because as I hold my energy and awareness and control energy on myself, I can shift myself. And by shifting myself into greater freedom, into greater harmony, into greater expansion, greater oneness, modeling oneness, I'm of service to every single being on the planet because that's where they're going. And now they have an example to see where they're going. And there's no greater service at this time. So we'd like to invite you to bring all of your attachment off of everyone and everything that you took responsibility for clean it, recalibrate it, reweave it in your energetic fields. Again, your higher self's gonna do this work. You're just giving permission. Yeah, and return all their issues back to them that you were trying to process for them. Because as soon as we take responsibility for another, now we're their source. So now they're gonna unload all their issues onto us. Well, not fun. And so for those empaths out there, I get it. I used to do this. It totally, weighs you down and now you're you're trying to shift things that aren't even yours to shift somebody else's stuff so we're inviting you to invite your higher selves body davis higher selves to return all those issues 
empathic sensations that are not yours, along with all the responsibility for them back to them at the level of their higher self, where they have the capacity to receive it, retrieve all your energetic attachment off of them, clean it, recalibrate it, reweave it, retrieve all your gifts, wisdom, mastery, you tried to give to them because you're not the source of it. They are meant to source it and cultivate it within themselves. That's how they grow and evolve. That's the divine design. And it's beautiful and it's perfect. And just as you have everything required within you, you are one with an infinite source. They have everything they need within themselves. And can you feel how empowering that is? How it comes from equanimity, how it comes from oneness, from truth. It doesn't compromise oneness with source for a distorted way of perceiving that, oh, well, it's helpful for me to be codependent and do this for them. And so beginning to question those things is very important. Is it really helpful? Is it really loving? Or is that what we were taught was loving and helpful that we're now becoming aware isn't really loving and helpful? So we're going to invite now a balancing and stabilizing of your energetic fields. And this is a lot we know we're covering in a very short amount of time. But this question of what is sovereignty, as we mentioned, is very complex. So you should be feeling hopefully a little bit different. You may even be checking out a little bit consciously and wanting to fall asleep. This is just an indicator your energetic fields are really working to bring you back into your own being, your own energy, getting, getting everything out of it that isn't yours. And so now we're going to invite an updating of all your grids, all your reference points, and all ways in which you perceive and are perceived. And we would recommend this process daily until you really get what sovereignty is and you're living it. Because it, as we mentioned, it's a process to move into this way of being, this way of seeing, and it's what the ascended masters do. So yeah, it's like time to roll up our sleeves and practice our own mastery. Beautiful. Yeah, that was so powerful. <laughs> wow, thank you. Oh my goodness. So a lot of energy was moving during that whole process, during that whole conversation. Lots of heat, lots of yawning at the beginning, and now lots of heat and, and yeah, energy shifting. But it really is important to look at um, all of that. You know, it's like really, it's like where are we hooked into other people trying to be the source for them? You know, even when we're saying, I just want to help. Well, <laughs> <laughs> are you really helping or, you know, are you disempowering them, right? So there's there's so much involved in that. We definitely have to go back and watch and or listen to that again. But, oh, yeah, powerful. Yeah, Gina says, I definitely need a nap, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I did, I don't know if I mentioned at the beginning or not, but if you do have a question for Omaji, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat, okay? So I know like today we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about sovereignty, which is a big deal, but it's also about, you know, the the struggle and like, you know, let's face it, some of us are going through a bit of a struggle in the, at the moment. Um, how do we transcend that struggle with ease, right? With ease and with grace and being in harmony um, in, a, in a gentle mm -hmm. way. Yes, right? yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Because so, you know, we can do it the hard way by kicking and screaming and pushing and fighting, but um, I, I know that there's a much more gentle, easy way. Mm -hmm. So the first thing to recognize is that when we as a soul are evolving, it's like we go through stages, phases of consciousness, if you will, where we learn certain lessons. 
And we like to think of it as a spiral, a mountain that you climb in a spiral and you're somewhere on that mountain, right? On that spiral of evolution, that staircase of evolution. And where you are is simply where you are. Where every soul is, is simply where they are on that spiral of evolution. We wouldn't judge a flower for what stage it is in its growth. And so we invite you into this energetic stance for you and for others regarding evolution, regarding your own soul's growth, regarding other souls evolution. It's like, oh, okay, it's just a phase, it's just a stage. And when we speak to struggle, it is this separation consciousness way of evolving. So that's how we like to point to it. And there are other ways to relate to it. There are other lenses to look through and there's no right or wrong. But for the purposes of this teaching, when we're ready to graduate from struggle and we begin to see it as, oh, that's the way I was choosing at some level of my journey to evolve, to grow as a soul. And so the thing to deeply ponder within yourself is, does this apply to me moving forward or am I ready to graduate from struggle? And are there other ways to evolve that are more honoring based on my current level of consciousness? Because when we become conscious enough to choose consciously in favor of the expansion, struggle isn't really necessary. If we're ready to choose in favor of the expansion without needing a catalyst for it. Struggle, does it need to be your motivator moving forward? Or have you learned all of those lessons in your journey where struggle was the motivator? Where you needed that catalyst to choose the expansion, to choose the growth? Are you ready to really step into who you are and take that seat at the table of conscious choice and saying, I can consciously choose in favor of my evolution and proactively choose the expansion I don't have to go through an experience in order to choose the expansion. And so we're gonna bring that in. It's, the linear mind can have a challenging time with this because it's kind of backwards from what we think or what we're taught. So just, if you're willing, allow this to come in as an energetic download in what we're pointing to here with regard to, and this is for those of you that are really ready to graduate from struggle and that are really ready to consciously choose in favor of the expansion without needing a motivator, without needing an external catalyst to choose an expansion. It's like, am I really ready to honor myself and my soul so much that I can make my evolution a priority and set aside time each day to go within and to work with my higher self and to invite the expansion that I'm ready for in a proactive way, without needing a catalyst out here to trigger me into it. And just ponder that for a moment. Am I ready for that step? Am I ready to graduate into that new way of being? And have I been using struggle as a bit of a way to still fit in with what most people are doing, most of consciousness here on the planet? 
because humanity is, most of humanity is not ready to graduate into conscious evolution as far as the step we're speaking to. And so they are still using struggle, pain as a way to evolve themselves, as a way to grow, as a way to shift their energetic fields. But we just did a process a moment ago where you're consciously shifting your energetic fields because you're awake enough to have this conversation. So if you're awake enough to have this conversation, are you ready to step into the next phase of your journey where you no longer need struggle as a catalyst, where you simply choose, whether it's through these sessions or other sessions or working with your higher self or some other modality that you cultivated for yourselves to simply choose the expansion and not need the motivator, the external motivation. Again, that's a separation-based construct that served us in that phase of our journey. Because until we were conscious enough, we needed an external something to create the shift. But now that we're conscious, we're aware, we understand what we are in relationship to infinite source. We understand that we have energetic fields that we can manage, that we can move into the responsibility for and begin to really manage them from awareness, from deliberate choosing. Maybe struggle is ready to retire. So if that feels like that's true for you, you can invite your higher self, your body, Davis, higher self and teams to work with the energetic fields and the guides to retire within your energetic fields, the mechanisms of struggle as a way of evolving, as a way of growing, as a way of shifting, and to bring in your own unique mechanisms for evolving that work for you based on your current level of consciousness. And again, this is just you stepping in the seat of, I have this choice available to me on the table. What do I choose? Choose what you choose. And then your higher self then gets the baton to do the work. You pass the torch. Higher self, do the work. Deep breath in. So this is you shifting you. And when we do this work, we really communicate this often because much of the modalities in the healing work in this realm are still codependent or something outside of you is shifting you. This is not that. This is you shifting you. We point to it. It's again, like learning a dance. We show you the steps and then you can do them or not do them. It's up to you. And returning to center with love and consciousness, any mechanisms or ways of being that are steeped in struggle as a foundation, as a way to prove worth or as a way to um, please God or whatever those old um, beliefs were, a lot of that isn't yours, it's ancestral. Will you return what isn't yours back to its right and perfect place along with all relevant and appropriate energetic information and the responsibility for it? Again, your higher self does the work. It knows what information you may have for them. It's just you making the request for the work to be done. And it's, it's you also giving back to whoever it is, the fuel for their evolution, because we can't shift it for them. And 
if we take their stuff, they just have to go get more. So anywhere you've attempted to shift struggle on behalf of humanity, are you willing to return all of that back to them and recognize it's something they need right now to grow, shift, and evolve themselves? And we're just meant to hold the space for that. It's not about us shifting the struggle for them. We're fixing it. There's nothing wrong. That's one of the biggest misperceptions is that something's wrong right now. There's evolution happening right now, and it might not look like what we think it should look like, but it's actually healing taking place. So are you willing to let go of all the judgments and conclusions around struggle that are not true? Are you willing to surrender to your higher self, your special relationship with struggle that you maybe had for eons and simply invite your higher self to reinterpret your relationship with struggle into a higher octave? And you can simply say, if you choose, I choose freedom instead. I choose who I am instead. Recognizing in this moment, you have the power to choose. You have the power to choose what's running in your energetic fields, what you agree to, what you don't agree to. That is sovereignty. No one else can choose for you. You're the only one that can choose for you. There you go. Claiming back that, that responsibility to choose. Deep breath in. Just looking now to see if there's another layer to tethering us to struggle as a way of being. I feel like someone's going to ask a question around this that's going to address that. So for now, we're just going to invite a balancing and stabilizing of your energetic fields, updating all grids, all reference points, inviting the body, Davis to balance the electrical and magnetic energy appropriately for a higher vibration, grounding appropriately for a higher vibration. Good. Awesome, thank you. Yes. That's great. <laughs> All right, so we do have some people with questions, hands raised. Um, Linda, go ahead. Hello, you really addressed a lot of issues that I've been dealing with this week, especially um, I have a daughter who uh, has a lot of difficulties and I think I've been trying to take it on for her and trying to help her with it, with it when no matter how I do it, it doesn't work because I know it's her responsibility, but it's just really hard when you know the children have also been involved with it and it's not a good situation. Yeah. How do you really that? Yeah. So one of the first steps is to feel what you feel about it. Um, a lot of our deep core pieces come forward when Mercury's in retrograde and we're in Mercury retrograde. So it's a wonderful time to really go deep, to really go within. And while we're looking at this energy, as soon as I see it, it starts to shift. So you might feel some things moving, but just as you're willing, just go within and it's like, okay, whatever I feel about this circumstance, this issue that I'm experiencing right now, 
what if it's not about what I think it's about? What if it's about these vibrations that it's triggering within my energy right now? And so can you go within and really feel what you feel about it? Fear, a lot of fear. Okay, and just breathe into that vibration as much as possible. It's like merging with it, allowing it to be there. And we're gonna model to you and everyone on the call can do this for themselves around any issue that's happening. We're gonna model to you the energetic stance that you're being invited into. So as we do that, just allow yourself to deeply feel, to merge with the, the vibrations, the movement of the body, whatever is coming up. And again, we'll say, what if it isn't about what you think it's about? And just allow it open a little more because our, our bodies have been trained to contract around these vibrations instead of allowing them. And when we can allow them, and be present and conscious, a safe container for them to express, the body deva can actually ride these waves of emotion into a higher, more integrated expression. And deep breath in. So that's the first step always, is to let ourselves feel deeply. and to kind of step out of the intellect around it. It's like, we're not gonna try to figure this out or fix it. Let's just be with what is right now in my body, in my awareness and breathe. Okay. So when you feel into it now, does it feel the same or different? It's a little lighter. Okay. So what I'm being shown is what this is triggering for you is fear from lifetimes ago. Okay. And so we're going to support you and everyone on the call in addressing this piece that you're currently present with, whatever, whoever you are and whatever you're present with is perfect for you. So when you feel into it again, is it the same fear or does it, does it, is it different? It's a little lighter, but it's still, because I know the circumstances so well, it's the same. Okay. It, okay. Mm -hmm. And would you say that you're afraid of fill in the blank? The consequences she's going to have to make. Um, her inability to choose wisely because of the pressure she's under mm -hmm. very and, much so and so if she didn't choose wisely what are you afraid of she might perish okay <laughs> I mean, so it's death that, it's that yeah death. okay okay so deep breath in i'm afraid she's gonna die yep i'm afraid her the children are gonna die Yep. Deep breath into that. Merge into your body, your system. Notice where you feel it in your system. Okay. So I'm being shown a past life trauma where you thought you were the one to save them. Not necessarily these souls. It could have been. Could have been another, yeah. a group. Okay. And you thought you failed. 
So are you willing to allow your higher self, your body to give us higher self to work with your energetic fields and the guides to heal that trauma sure. in that past lifetime? So we're going to go to the end of life review from that lifetime. Join you in that end of life review, your body to give us higher self in that end of life review. Show you all the lessons you were meant to learn through that experience. And will you activate the mastery of those lessons now? Deep breath in. And breathe into the heart space. Deepest breaths you can. And you can feel more into this idea of I'm afraid they're going to die. And I'm afraid it's going to be my fault if they do. Deep breath in. So we'd like permission to support you and your higher self and reinterpreting your body's higher self and reinterpreting all of this through all incarnations. This is kind of a broken record vibration that's been repeating itself for you. Okay. And are you, are you willing to allow your higher self to re reinterpret your relationship with it into a higher octave? Sure. Yes, definitely. Are you willing to forgive and release yourself and everyone involved in all incarnations? Yes. It's like from the highest perspective, we are all souls who are eternal, one with an infinite source. And we move through these phases of learning for purpose, for a learning. And nobody's guilty. It's from that perspective. Okay. Deep breath in. So we're going to show you what we mean by that. Will you release the guilt? That's kind of the core piece here. Yes, I'm more than willing. Okay, good. Okay, and all the issues for all those souls that you thought you were supposed to save, that you've been attempting to process for them for eons because you felt responsible for them, are you willing to release and uncreate that return to sender with love and consciousness? Yes. And are you willing to fully be free and complete this now? Yes. And as you free yourself, you free them. Okay. Deep breath in. Keep breathing, just being present with where we are in this moment, recognizing we are an infinite soul, allowing our energetic fields, our guides, our advisors, Council of Light to support in moving into the completion, the forgiveness and release, the expansion that this lesson, these lessons were actually a catalyst for. So are you willing to activate that vibration now of that expansion? Yes. Deep breath in. Good. So we're going to invite this healing to ripple and reflect through all time frames and dimensions, past, present, future. We're going to invite your future self, Body Davis future self, in an enlightened state to send you appropriate energetic information to support you in acclimating into 
who you are beyond that old kind of energetic relationship into the new, what you've called forth for yourself. And we're gonna invite a balancing and stabilizing of your energetic fields, updating all your grids, all your reference points. Deep breath in. And as you're integrating this, we'd like to just speak to a piece here that's a learning for everyone, which is a lot of the time the mind, the linear mind wants to know, okay, how do I behave in this situation? What do I do? The real question that wants answered is what do I be? <laughs> and what energetically is this showing me I'm, I'm ready to move into? And when you do the energetic piece first, then the mind will actually connect to that higher vibration, those thoughts that live there and like action to take or what's the appropriate way to be helpful here. And so if we do the energy piece first, instead of trying to answer the question of the linear mind first, then we, we kind of put the cart and the horse in the right order. So how do you feel now, Linda? Much, much better, much better. Yeah, later. Different? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So recognize that now that you've created the freedom within your own energetic fields, it can now reflect more in your experience in all your relationships. Okay. And because you're modeling the solution, the freedom, that's the most helpful way we can interact with others is to model the solution. Okay. So when you interact with her now, she's going to, it's going to make it easier for her to find her way out of the dark, so to speak, for herself. She'll have that kind of example of greater clarity, greater freedom to follow. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you very much. That was you're very welcome. helpful. Uh -huh. Thanks, Alara. Thank you, Linda. Good, good, good. Um, Vicki, <clears throat> Vicki, do you want to um, unmute yourself? Sure. Hi. Hello, thank you. And hi, Amaji. Hello, Vicki. Been a long time since we got to talk. I know. Uh, <laughs> I have, I would like some assistance. Um, I have been inviting my higher self body and teams. To, and I know nothing's ever what you think it is. So, um, but I would like assistance with this. I have been experiencing a cough and it's not a constant all day cough but I've been experiencing this cough and a little bit of mucus for over five months now. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's in my throat chakra. Mm -hmm. There's mucus, so it's definitely coming from the lungs, but I would like assistance in reinterpreting this energy because clearly there's a piece that some part of me isn't seeing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, the first... <coughs> that kind of comes up is it's about coughing up, right? All uh -huh. the stuff that you're ready to let go. So, um, and I'm actually feeling it now. So deep breath in. <clears throat> We're just going to look at the energetics of it for a moment and just be present with the energetics of it for a moment.
Okay. They're showing me this also relates to specifically that that power center of will, W-I-L-L. Okay. And so feel into that, everyone, deep breath in. And they're inviting you to ponder, you and your body, do I have free will? Do I believe I have free will? Mm -hmm. At some level I do, I don't feel like I have it here. Okay, good, good. So it's like, I know I'm, I'm a sovereign being, I know I have free will, but when I'm incarnated in this realm, it doesn't feel like I have it here. Correct, I know it's at some other level. Okay, deep breath in around that awareness. So all the places and spaces in consciousness where you've decided, judged or concluded that you don't have it here, are you willing to release and create that no matter what the quote unquote evidence has shown you in the past? Yes. Okay. So we're going to invite you, your bodies, your teams to work with the energetic fields and the guides to energetically retrieve all your will, energetic will that you've placed outside of you in any incarnations, past, present, or future, retrieve all that will back to you. And I'm being shown the will to live specifically here, where possibly, see if this resonates, in another incarnation, you attempted to give your will to live to another to try to save them. Um. Uh... I don't have recollection of that, but I can see where that is because off and on through this last year and specifically um, even two days ago, I really was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, I choose to be here. So I can see that. Question. Yeah. And this feels like possible body Deva also like maybe 80% body Deva, 20% you. Ah. So just inviting you, your body, your teams to energetically locate all of your energetic pieces. It's not really fabric. It's kind of a fabric, but it's more energetic Nuggets. bundles of will that we gave away in any incarnation. Bring it back. Everybody bring back all that energetic energetics of your own will back to you because it's only calibrated for you. It only works for you. And then you actually have it re-embedded in your energetic fields to access. You have that will within yourself, which can reflect as determination, as you choosing in favor of what honors you. It can reflect in a lot of ways. So just bringing, retrieving, we're going to take a moment here and go really slow. Make sure we get it all. Retrieving all your energetic pieces of your will it has your energetic signature so it's easy for your higher self to find for you same for body and teams we're going to have everybody do it retrieving all that energy of will and while we're at it we're going to invite you your body and teams to retrieve motivation and the responsibility for holding that at the level of your higher self your motivation and your will retrieving all responsibility for you being in your own energy of will, choice, 
power. Good, keep retrieving. And while we're retrieving all of this energy of will, retrieving all responsibility for it, referencing it within ourselves, we're gonna fire anyone or anything outside of us, any external authority that we pledged allegiance to and gave our will to, gave away, you can choose for me, I'll be your slave or whatever. So just retrieving all of that, reinterpreting those relationships, showing you all the lessons you're meant to learn through the experiences of where you perceive your will was taken or given. Will you activate the mastery of all those lessons now? Yes. Deep breath in. Will you return any energies you're trying to process that aren't yours around this, that is maybe the perpetrators or the victims or whatever? Yes. Turn all of that back to its right and perfect place along with all relevant and appropriate energetic information and the responsibility for it. Good. We're also going to invite each of you at the level of your higher selves, bodies, and teams to return any soul fragments you might be holding that belong to someone else. Returning it back to them where they have the capacity to receive it along with all relevant appropriate energetic information, any issues you were trying to process for them. We're going to invite the dissolving of any cords or hooks regarding any discordant relationships in the past that had to do with distortions in the expression of will, of free will, of empowerment. And are you willing to forgive and release it all from the higher perspective? Yes. Deep breath in. Are you willing to release all the meaning you had given it? Yes. All right, we're gonna invite a balancing and stabilizing your energetic fields, updating all your grids or reference points. And to see how you feel now. Thank you. Um, I do feel clear uh, as we were doing this, I could feel the throat can, throat muscles constrict and I actually had some uh, real strong um, twinges in the left temple, but all of that's gone. And um, my eyes, I feel like I can see clearer or brighter. My eyes feel brighter, whatever that means. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. You're more than welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Vicki. That was powerful. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still processing too. I love uh, this. Work. I love this work. It's so fun to facilitate. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Helen, do you want to unmute yourself, Helen? This is also powerful. I, was yeah. like, I, I don't even know what's going to come up next. <laughs> okay, so. My question is, 
how do I access the energy to do or really be when I'm over here in New Zealand to be or do? I've been feeling run over by a truck. I just lost my stepfather Monday. I've lost a lot of people in the last year. I don't know if it's grief. I don't know if I'm um, hooked into struggle, but I'd really, really appreciate help in accessing the energy that I choose. I wanted to say that I need, but I'll say that I choose. Mm -hmm. And hi, Omaji. Hi. And so you mentioned someone passing recently. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, this was my stepfather who was married to my mom in the last eight years of her life. And since then, he really held love for all, for all of us. And you know from me how many people I've lost in the past year. But I was feeling this run over for a by a truck since I've spoken to you mm -hmm. last. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know how to get out of it. So I don't think it's just grief. It's am I committed to struggle to not have enough energy? It doesn't feel like that. Um, so did you say your mother has already transitioned? Yes. They were married for eight years and the families were very close when we were growing up. So he's known me since I was a little kid, but my dad and his wife died within five weeks. And then, you know, he and mom married and then mom passed and now he passed and he's kind of the, was the repository of our family. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. feel knowledge, mm -hmm. and I don't feel like being being the oldest person of the combined families. I don't feel like a matriarch. I feel, I don't know, just tired. I feel worn out, Omaji. Like, how do I access the energy I need to be mm -hmm. what I choose to be going forward? So the thing I'm being shown with the fatigue, there's a few things going on, but okay. one of the pieces is trying to process things that aren't yours. The body Deva trying to process issues that aren't its own. And so okay. one of the things that can happen when someone is about to transition beyond this realm, and it can start okay. up to a year, two years before they transition, um, they can begin to unload their issues onto their closest relative that's the most evolved. It feels wow, like I that that in this past year, my goodness. Yeah. So it feels like a little bit of that is happening. Um, it mm. does feel like the work you've been doing has been helping it not all accumulate. Like you've been, it's just, it just needs another cleanup is what I'm being shown. Okay. Um, and then the other piece is collectively, humanity is shifting a lot in the last year, year and a half, and it's going to continue. So these pieces that we're speaking to, these tools of consciousness that help keep us in our sovereignty, 
that's one of the reasons this is such a hot topic today and why it will be kind of our toolkit moving forward to keep our energy fields coherent and aligned with only our own energies and vibrations. And we're being kind of sending everyone a reminder right now, we mentioned a while ago, the process of returning what's not yours and getting in your own energy. We recommend doing that every single day, at least once a day. Okay. So it's like the same as eating, like we, we eat to nourish our bodies. And, and this idea of, of us moving into our sovereign energetic state every day to train our energetic fields into that sovereign energetic state is as important as nourishing our bodies and, you know, doing other things. And so <clears throat> we're not saying you're not doing that. It's just, this is for everybody. So deep breath in. <clears throat> So we're going to bring in some energetic downloads for everyone regarding this piece, this kind of teaching around other souls kind of unloading their issues onto you. Because if you're listening to this, you're one of the most evolved souls in the bloodline and ancestors can do this also. Okay. Why do they do it? Because they're functioning from the codependent separation based patterns. They're not doing it on a conscious level. They're not choosing to pummel you. It is mm. simply the energetics, the wiring of the consciousness at work. So it's nobody's, so if we can stay out of the conversation of right, wrong, good, and bad, right? Mm. Nobody's fault. It just is. So if we recognize, okay, many of our ancestors are probably still running the codependent separation-based ways of being where they make you the source or someone outside of them the source. Then we can energetically invite our higher self, our body Deva's higher self. And it's important to include the body Deva because the body Deva's consciousness is its own consciousness. It's not your consciousness. So you can choose for you, the body Deva chooses for itself. But we invite you at the level of your higher self to choose if you choose to work with the energetic fields and the guides to energetically locate all energetic bundles that were unloaded onto you that are ancestral or someone you cared about that recently transitioned or is ready to transition. We're gonna invite the body David to do the same, the guides to help and support. And once these energetic pieces are located for humanity as well, they're saying, return, ah. return it back to them. <laughs> energetically return it along with all relevant and appropriate energetic information where they have the capacity to receive it, recognizing this is fuel for their evolution. Humanity is right where they're supposed to be. They don't need to be two steps or three steps ahead of where they are. They are right where they're supposed to be. And everything they're going through right now is exactly what they need to go through, feel and experience. And it's perfect. So anywhere you've judged it, are you willing to release and uncreate that? Anywhere you're attempting energetically to control or speed up humanity's process, are you willing to release and uncreate that? Anywhere you've wanted for humanity to be different, to be more evolved, to be in a more conscious way of being, are you willing to release and uncreate that and return all responsibility back to them for them wanting it for themselves? Let them want it for themselves. Because if we hold the responsibility of wanting it for them, they're not going to do it. 
They're waiting for us to do it for them and we cannot. That's an old healer paradigm that we're in the midst of graduating out of. Let humanity want for themselves. They can do it. They have everything required within them directly from source to shift themselves, to grow and evolve. Return all the bundles you were trying to process for humanity. So they're showing me this is a, a big piece of the fatigue was trying to push humanity into a higher vibration kind of. It's like energetically, we try to control it. We try to usher them in. It's, it's not our job to do that. We didn't come here to shift humanity. We came here to shift ourselves and to hold ourselves in the appropriate energetic stance to model to them the way they are going. We are way showers. We are the lighthouses. We are the beams of light here to support the transition, to stabilize the transition, to hold safety and support and empowerment in our own energetic fields, sovereignty in our own energetic fields so we can pave the way for humanity, but we are not doing it for them. Deep breath in, good, so a lot shifting here. To retrieve all your energetic fabric of control, creativity off of humanity. Clean it, recalibrate it, reweave it in your own energetic fields. Retrieve all your gifts, wisdom, mastery off of humanity so you can hold it within your beam and you can reflect it in your world. So you can model and demonstrate what else is possible beyond the struggle. So another kind of piece to this idea of struggle, and this is the piece they're showing me, they were pointing to earlier that someone was gonna ask a question about, is that we can, we can experience ourselves struggling if we don't have all of our resources on ourselves. If we've taken our control and we're trying to use it on another, to shift them, change them unconsciously, right? We're not doing this in a conscious way saying, let me control you. But as soon as we want for them to be different, our control energy literally leaves our beam and goes out here and our energetic fabric, we like put an overlay on them or on uh, maybe government and we try to shift it. And that's a discordant way of being that functions from separation consciousness. It isn't who we are in truth and it's not functioning from the truth of oneness, that they have everything within them to shift themselves, that they are right where they're supposed to be in the divine design. And I'm going to stay attached and responsible for me because that's where we're going. That's the new ways of being. That's the sovereignty-based system. And we have to hear this 50,000 times. <laughs> I get it. We have to hear this 50,000 times to get it because we get it deeper each time. And so deep breath in. Then balance and stabilize your energetic fields, update all your grids, your reference points. So as soon as we go into wanting for another, we literally now agree to the codependent patterns and we start to energetically set ourselves up as source for them. And that can also show up. They want me to say this, not that you're doing this, but just for the group. When we feel sorry for someone, that's the same thing. We've now decided they are not one with an infinite source and they don't have everything they, they need within themselves to move through whatever it is they're moving through. So feeling sorry for is never helpful. And it's something to just be aware of, to begin to manage again, your own energy and shift yourself out of that way of being. It's like, okay, 
that's not helpful to feel sorry for. What else is possible? How else could I hold my energy here? Could I know how powerful they really are in truth and invite them into remembering that for themselves? Send appropriate energetic information to them. And so the mm. other piece is every single day we invite you, especially if you're highly empathic, to send information to everyone you have information for. Invite your so body. So inviting you and mm -hmm. the your higher self to send energetic information to everybody you have information for. Okay. Every single day, inviting your body to do the same. Because, because you're in this session, trust us, you're a little bit higher on the mountain than most souls on the planet, which means you have energetic information that can support them in the form of a download. So every single day, just invite your higher self to send it. And then you're less likely to go into a codependent stance because you've already kind of checked that mm -hmm. box for the okay. day. And people that you have information for don't have to show up in your world to get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a shortcut. We love that's... shortcuts. <laughs> I love shortcuts. So how and are you feeling now? Being a psychotherapist, this particularly resonates as well as a spiritual intuitive. There's so much here. Yeah. How are you feeling? <sighs> More energetic and, and lighter. Thank you. That's amazing mm -hmm. to feel Every single day. <laughs> clarity. Yes, ma'am. Every single day when you start, if you start to feel tired, go here, make a note, right? Oh, do the process with, you know, here we listen to this recording or another recording we have out there, but yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Much love. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. That was awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so much is coming forward and coming through. Um, so I have to ask really quickly. It's like, so the, there's a fine line, right, between support, supporting someone who is not able to support themselves and being in a codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yes, I get it. At, 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 <laughs> at, at higher levels, everybody is sovereign. That's fine. But, you know, like my husband is not capable right now to do anything, right, physically, in this physical reality. He's not capable, right? So, and I'm, you know, obviously supporting him energetically right now. And the doctors and nurses are supporting him physically. But um, so where's the fine line between support and, you know, being in a codependent relationship? Because I, I don't want that either for mm -hmm. us when he is finally better. You know, you know what I'm saying? But yes, absolutely. Now, we have to support him. There's no question. So here's the thing. And we have a lot of compassion for everyone going through something like this because we know it's very, very challenging. But it's about how you're holding your energy while you do what you do mm -hmm. and how you're perceiving them. So to become really, really conscious and aware. And it's like what I would do is just have a conversation out loud with them every single day. Look, mm -hmm. I know you're an infinite being. I know you have infinite resources within you to create anything you desire. And I know that you're moving through this for whatever reason as a catalyst for a lesson or learning your own lessons. And I, I'm okay with that. Like I'm mm -hmm. not attached, 
but what is it that I could support you in that would make this easier for you or make it easier for me? And to begin to ask those kinds of questions from that way of seeing, it's like, because when you ask from that place, you've already recognized they're powerful. They're not weak. They're not vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They're not disabled in truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They are this infinite soul. Their body deva and acknowledge their body deva also is a very powerful being, a nature spirit that emanates from Gaia that has access to its infinite resources. And every single day, if it were me, I would encourage both him and his body deva to go within their beam of light and to connect to all their resources that live there and to begin to create what they want for themselves, unattached to what they do or don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as what you do or don't do, it's not about that as much as it is about the attitude, the way of being, the energetic stance you're holding while you do it. Am I doing this because I feel sorry for somebody or am I doing this because I recognize right now I'm the vehicle for this support to reflect back to them? Yeah. You can invite him at the level of his higher self, his body, Davis, higher self to work with the energetic fields and the guides. We'll just do that now to bring all of his energetic tentacles for his resources back to his beam and to activate more support, more safety, more um, wisdom within himself, more freedom within himself, and whatever else he as a soul right now is cultivating more of. That's where it lives. Activate it there. More, more, more. Good, good, good. And then invite his body, Deva, because it may be working on a different piece for itself to activate what it deeply desires to cultivate more of within itself. And maybe that's Mm self-love, connection. Feels like connection. Body Deva, bring all your reference points for connection off of everyone and everything back to you. We all can do this. Good. Everybody bring all your reference points for connection off of everyone and everything back to your beam. Hold the responsibility for you having that connection at the level of your higher self. Inviting the remembering of connection of one with source. Activating more of it, more of it, more, 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 more. Good. And then invite them to balance and stabilize, update all grids, all reference points. That brings it into this realm. Deep breath in. So these tools are wonderful ways to support souls who are going through something. But the energetic stance is that of sovereignty where we make the request, we, we point to it. It's like we're a guide. We don't tell them what to do. We're not attached to them doing it. The same way our guides work with us, the same way the ascended masters work with us, where they show us the way, but they're unattached to whether we walk through the door because they know eventually we'll walk through the door. And the time is our own, it's our, it's our will, our choice. Yeah. How does that feel to you, Laura? Good. Yeah, I was sweating a lot during that whole process that they were just doing. And, and yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. I know how powerful he is, you know, and mm-hmm. so I know he's going through a process. This is his own spiritual awakening. And so for me, it's about what can, what can I do to support? You know, that's, that's, and I, you know, that, that's what, I mean, I work energetically with him. I talk to him all the time and that's, but it's like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> it's like, what else can I do? What, how else can I support you? But 
Well, and recognize that that's huge. And how amazing is it that he has someone in his life who can actually function from outside of codependency in a way that's actually helpful. That's huge because most loved ones will put their energetic fabric on us, try to shift us, and that actually weighs us down. It's not helpful. So, so recognize that that is huge. And you're, it's like the guides are saying you're helping in more ways than you could imagine when you do that, mm-hmm. like astronomically saving him so much time on a soul lesson instead of 10 lifetimes, right? We can do it all in a month or two months or yeah. like two years. <laughs> so it's, yeah. cause that's what we come here to do to exercise those muscles of whatever it is to cultivate more connection within ourselves, to cultivate more support or sovereignty within ourselves. And when we can do it in a conscious way and just simply request it and mm-hmm. choose it, it's like a massive shortcut, <laughs> massive shortcut. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And cause I know he has the potential it's, it's all still there, you know, and he's working through it, which is fine. You know, um, I know it'll all be okay. It's just taking time. And I'm just realizing it's like going to take a bit longer than I thought, but maybe not. So we'll see. I have to pot and pock that. Yeah. Um. And feel, right. If there's any pieces like what we did earlier in, in this session today, if there's any pieces that you need to deeply feel just, okay, this is also here for me, a soul contract we made with each other. What is this bringing up for me during this Mercury retrograde auspicious time of getting core pieces that I can actually merge with and shift within me. Mm-hmm. Is there a gift here for you? Oh, well? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm already, I've already acknowledged that. So yeah, and I'm sure there's more, but I've definitely acknowledged the gifts and blessings um, in this whole experience for sure. Just really quickly on the same way, the same question, Joy's asking, how can someone say, stay strong enough in this kind of situation like Alara or similar without going into fear or sadness or anger. <laughs> and I just want to say there have been moments when I went into fear and sadness and anger, but I didn't stay in, you know, in it, but I had moments, trust me. So, but I was able to, you know, pull myself out and, and look at the bigger picture and, you know, have compassion even for myself that I, I was experiencing that and feeling that, you know, so no, no judgment, but go ahead, Amaji. No, that's perfect. And it's a wonderful teaching and example that you're showing others. It's like, you're not, you're going to ride the waves. It's that's how we cultivate the masteries we're cultivating. Um, There's a misperception that once we learn something, we just stay, you know, out of the lower vibrational emotions. And it's like, no, we're going to have waves of them. And it's, can we ride these waves in an empowered way? without identifying as the one who is afraid and go into despair and stay there? Or can we ride the wave and maybe fall off of our sovereignty, um, truth, uh, balance beam, and then, oh, get back on. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Every time we get back on to that truth, that alignment with truth, that, that sweet spot of knowing who we are in truth, that is a learning that is our energetic fields now just got stronger and cultivated more of that knowing of who we are in truth. And that's why we're here. We came here to literally work those muscles. It's like, why would we go to a gym if we're not going to lift the weights? We actually came here to lift those weights. And so we're going to have moments where we feel like we're on a bit of a roller coaster 
And it is exactly what you said, Alora. It's, it's about how long do we stay off the, the beam and do we use it as the, the wave of emotion to ride, to integrate that fear, to integrate that anger, to allow it to be felt fully without identifying in that story or staying in that identification of the victim. That's really the piece. Mm -hmm. That's what to look for. And a good question to ask whenever we're in one of those moments is what is this actually inviting me to activate more of within myself? Yeah, and for me, like it's been a great, a great learning uh, and experience of surrendering, trust, you know, more awarenesses for myself, you know, about who I am and what I'm experiencing. It's been huge. So, I mean, it's a blessing, you know, but, you know, at the same time, you know, whatever it is going to be for my husband, we'll see when he's fully uh, cognizant of everything. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's not easy. That's why I love doing these shows, right? Because it forces me to be present here now, think about something else. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's one more piece they're showing me that will help um, you, Alara, and they're showing the body deva and how the body devas, body devas tend to, because they're really kind of um, conditioned in the separation consciousness and survival consciousness. So body devas tend to put their tentacles on others out here, right? Mm -hmm. On the body devas in the physical realm. So we're going to show all the body devas on this, in this session, how to connect to all other body devas through your beam of light. So bring all your reference points for how you connect to other body devas. So, and especially Alara, in your case, your, your husband and his body deva, bring all the reference points back to your beam. Then through your beam, you can actually travel. Mm -hmm. So, so for the body devas, body devas, you're going to travel down through your beam into the heart of Gaia earth. And from that divine spark in the heart of Gaia, you are connected to every other body deva. Can you reference them that way? Mm -hmm. At their essence level. Exchange appropriate energetic information there. It's much cleaner, much more pure, undistorted. Good. Yeah. And only be attached to that expression, not yeah. the external reflection learning kind of stuff mm -hmm. and then you as a soul connect to other souls retrieve all your reference points off of the external back to your beam then up your beam into the heart of source think of it as a brilliant sun in the heart of source you are connected to every single soul that has ever incarnated or existed exchange appropriate energetic information from that place. Shake hands. Oh yeah, this is who we are. Shake, shake, I remember. All good, ripple and reflect that knowing back to yourselves. So this helps for body devas. Anytime the body deva is starting to feel anxious about another body deva or the collective, when it can connect to the truth, right? Oh, this is who we are in truth. Mm -hmm. Then it that fear of death, that fear of, um, you know, physical, it's like the survival consciousness kind of just drops because there isn't a need for it. 
Wow, that was nice. Whew. So recognize Alora for you, you may work a little bit with your body, Deva, because a lot of what you're empathically feeling sometimes is actually your body, Deva, mm -hmm. like missing him or different things. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Wow. <sighs> that was powerful. So many processes. Oh my God. <laughs> um, there was a really quick question here from Jen and it goes back a little bit, but it's about if we do something unconsciously, like we're unconsciously doing something, and maybe you'll remember, how do we make sure we don't do it anymore? It might well, be like if you do it again, you'll know it because you'll start to feel fatigued mm -hmm. or you'll start to feel um, like you get a lot of headaches or I don't, I feel off. These thoughts I'm having don't feel like my thoughts. That's how you, that's the indicator that we're starting to run codependent lines. And so that's why we, re we recognize that it's a process to literally retrain your energetic fields into a sovereign based oneness based expression because you and the body deva have been running the separation based codependent things for a while. So it's habit. Mm -hmm. So every single day, just like muscle memory works, right? To, to do certain things every single day, energetic muscles also get entrained into a new energetic stance and they have memory. So when you do this process of bringing all your energy back to you, returning everything that isn't yours in the protocols we do in these recordings, that is what trains your energetic fields into the new systems. And you'll make it conscious for yourself because you'll notice you're starting to worry about something that isn't yours to worry about, or you'll have an awareness. Oh, I just wanted for them. I just wanted for another. I'm trying to choose for another. Why would I choose for another? This is a sovereign universe. Let me move back into sovereignty. Mm -hmm. So it's about awareness and recognizing it's like, we're not going to judge ourselves. If we notice we're doing it, if we notice we're running a codependent way of being, it's, it's like, oh, I'm so grateful I noticed because now I can choose again around it. And that's really what the sovereignty series does. It's, it's all about retraining our energetic fields into sovereignty because we did this session today. We looked at a lot of pieces, but we could literally do a whole series on this. And we did the <laughs> <laughs> whole series on this for a reason. It's a lot. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. So speaking of the series, we um, Omaji does have a special offer for us that is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Omaji 2. And part of that includes the Abiding in Sovereignty series. It also includes Honoring Yourself and Your Light Activation, which is a transmission and a live two-hour uh, interactive group healing session with Omaji and the Council of Light. So Amadi, you want to just briefly explain a little bit more about, um, basically we've talked about sovereignty during this whole call, which has been amazing. It's like, I just love it, but you might want to share a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's not for everybody, but you know, if today's session resonated for you, it's the step you're on and it's what you're calling forth for you as your next kind of learning. It's like remembering how to be in sovereignty, how to abide in sovereignty. And so yeah, the Abiding and Sovereignty series is actually five 90-minute sessions. And we go through various aspects of retraining our energetic field into sovereignty, different awarenesses of what takes us out of it so that we can 
again, function from this conscious awareness. And what we will say is this struggle. The side effect is that struggle will dissipate in your experience as the side effect, the natural organic side effect of you maintaining a sovereign energetic stance, only attached and responsible for you still showing up and being willing to reflect support back to others, but not being the source of it for them, letting them hold that for themselves. And it's, it takes practice. And so if you're ready to roll up your sleeves and there's a whole list of things that point to what's included in that series in the description, but it is so much more than that. Just like this was a power packed session today, each of those 90 minutes has, oh my gosh, multiple layers of processes, techniques, tools, energetic protocols to really support you in moving into your next level of expression, which is the new earth templates functioning from sovereignty and oneness. So the side effect is you are being of service to all of humanity, but the part that feels weird at first is you're only focused on you because all your energy is focused on you, you're shifting you and you're shifting you in a very accelerated way. All of our series and sessions are designed to shift you in the quickest, fastest, most harmonious way available. So that six session or five session series, 90 minute sessions is the abiding and sovereignty series. It's deeply discounted for, for this special offer. And then we also have the honoring yourself and your light. Um, activation, which is all about remembering how you hold the responsibility for honoring yourself and your light, because you are a unique divine expression. You emanate from an infinite source. There's no other you in the universe. You are a unique snowflake with unique resonance, and we call it your note, the note that you're here to play, that you're here to be. And so it's helping you move back into alignment with honoring that above all else, because that is the oneness-based template, the divine design. When you hold responsibility for honoring you as an aspect of the divine, you honor all life. And that is the absolute truth. So that's a remembering, um, and it's also woven into the sovereignty series throughout. And then the, the group session, the two-hour group healing session is, is similar to what we do here, where we exchange, you ask questions, we follow the energy, um, and so it's really two hours of you being able to convene with us and bring forward pieces that you're wanting to look at. Beautiful, thank you. Um, so again, that is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash omaji two. So Rosemary is not able to hear, so you might wanna refresh, but I think everybody else can hear, right? Just say yes, yes or no, yep. Yep, good, okay. Everybody else could hear, so good. It's like, I think we're okay. So Rosemary, I think it's on your end, just um, refresh, okay? All right, so um, it's our, I, <laughs> like this has already been on almost a two hour call itself, right? <laughs> it goes really fast. <laughs> it absolutely does. Um, but I wanted to ask if there was anything else that we, that you wanted to share with us around sovereignty, around honoring ourselves, around um, really letting go of that, that even that choice to be in struggle. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm just asking now, what would be the most hopeful, most hopeful, helpful, hope, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the word that came forward was faith, but it's a different kind of faith than what we're taught in traditional teachings. Um, okay. So because humanity is going through such a turbulent time, um, what we would share from the higher perspective and being able to kind of receive information from the future is that everything works out okay, mm-hmm. but it is going to be a turbulent time of, of shifts and change. There's a lot of transformation taking place internally that will reflect into the physical realm. And we're being invited, we're all being invited to ride these waves in that knowing, in the knowing that it's all for a higher purpose, that we are all eternal beings here for this shift. Every single soul signed up for exactly what experience they're choosing in this now moment. And we know that sounds a bit radical and it's simply what we see from a higher perspective that yes, they may not be choosing on a conscious level to move through a struggle or move through a, um, a lesson to evolve themselves, but on a higher level, they've chosen it. They, they wrote the script for themselves, in fact. And so when we can allow them to hold that responsibility for themselves and not go into a certain point of view about the struggle, which then puts us in resistance to struggle, which can then create struggle for ourselves. When we go into a special relationship with any frequency, we invite it into our own experience. So when we resist struggle in any way, whether it's ours or someone else's, we literally agree to it as a way of being. So we would say, we would invite you to re-listen to this as many times as you need to over the next six months to a year to support and keeping you in this energetic knowing, this energetic stance, that we're all moving into a higher expression and no matter what it looks like, healing is happening and the higher octaves that are already here are going to begin reflecting, meaning the higher expressions of consciousness, the higher vibrations, they are going to reflect. What we're witnessing right now is everything that's leaving coming up to leave. So if you can maintain that perspective, it's, it makes it easier to not go in resistance to what's expressing right now in the external for humanity and for the world, because, oh, that's what's leaving the planet. And you can actually energetically connect to the realm that's behind the scenes right now where the harmony is already expressing and know and trust that that's what's in the process of reflecting but this needs to rearrange itself for this to reflect in an undistorted way. So humanity is catching up, so to speak, with the higher octaves that have already been done in another dimension. And so if we can hold the space for that, it will support in accelerating that process. Meaning we know we're already safe, we know we're already supported, we know we're one and whole with source, and so is humanity and all is well. And that's what we would point to as faith. Having faith in that truth that already is in the dimension that is in the process of reflecting because that's the universal law. It's already done on another level. 
We're just witnessing the changeover. And we're here to hold the space for that changeover to occur with as much grace and ease as possible. And we would encourage you to not get attached to the stories because that's just the script that is taking humanity to its next phase of expression. And it's happening in a way that it can be received by the collective that are mostly unconscious. They don't have these tools. They don't have access to these awarenesses yet. They're still getting there. They're preparing for that. And it's perfect. It's a perfect evolutionary design. And you knew when you incarnated here that you would be a forerunner, a way shower. So we would encourage you to anchor yourself in that identity of you of not getting caught up in the details of how the transition takes place, but knowing that it will, and on some level it already has. Beautiful, I love that. And yeah, that is that is what faith is, knowing that it'll everything is gonna work out, it is already working out, you know, and just sometimes it's also just about watching, watching and observing, you know, from a higher standpoint or, or, you know, like a bigger point of view. And it's like, sometimes when I look at it, it's like, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> you know, this is, this is really interesting how this is all shaping up and turning out. It's like, hmm, okay, cool. Right. So, you know, and staying, staying, you know, as much as you can in your, in your beam of light, right. Your, 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 your pillar of light being the essence of who you are and uh, trusting so that's a bit, that's been my big um experience lately is more trust and i finally finally got the lesson <laughs> so, <laughs> i've been working with trust all my life and i finally got it he's like oh i got it you know so i was like whoo don't have to learn this one again right but it took it took me 54 years <laughs> which in the grand scheme of things is not that much time. So it's not that much so nice work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, this was, so, this was such a powerful call, Omaji, and this, and your, your special offer to the program is so uh, important right now as well, because so many people are feeling less than and feeling that they, they are not sovereign, feeling that they don't have uh, choice, right. And, and free will. And it's, it's a wonderful reminder, but it's not just a reminder, but it's a teaching of how we can come back to accessing our power, our, our sovereignty and embodying that. It, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, amazing. We really Absolutely. need this right now. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank the you. Step we're on. It's the step we're on for sure. Yeah, exactly. So um, thank you, Maji. And please, everyone, take a look at the special offer and join in the um, the live group call, all the rest of it are all recording. So you can start working, you know, with the processes right away. And you know how Maju was saying how, about, you know, coming back and listening to or watching this again for like the next six months to a year. Well, you know, it's available on YouTube and it's available on my podcast. So you can watch it, listen to it as many times as you want, you know? So <laughs> lots of wonderful information. Absolutely. It's just, this was brilliant. Thank you. Thank, and you. thank you for all your questions, everyone. Sorry, Maju, what you say? I just said thank you. It was such an honor to be here with each of you and just to see um, the readiness and the willingness to step into your next level. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Um, until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always.
Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.